Matthew, the fifth chapter, beginning with the 23rd verse. And as we read it, remember that this is God speaking to us. God has come down to earth as a man in order to talk to us about some things that we need to know and we can't really get it any other way. And so these are his words. So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother. Now look, it says, if your brother has something against you. Now that means that if your brother feels that you have wronged him, he says, you're the one that's supposed to go and start the reconciliation process. But then let's look over in Matthew, the 18th chapter, beginning with the 15th verse. It says, if your brother sins against you, Now, look, a while ago, it was something where if you had done something to your brother, now it says, if your brother has done something to you, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. Now, I want you to, first of all, see how important it is to the Lord that we get along with each other that there be peace between us. It's extremely important to him. And what we're seeing in uh, Matthew, the fifth chapter, the 23rd verse, is something we're going to see all the way through the Sermon on the Mount. When he gave the Beatitudes, they are almost like just uh, not an index, but a table of contents. And then he unpacks each one of the uh, particular topics that he's covered briefly in the Sermon on the Mount, I mean, in in the Beatitudes. And so we see him begin to elaborate whenever he, uh, we get to this passage we read today in Matthew 5, 23, where he starts to expand and expound upon how you go about doing being a peacemaker. And uh, he, uh, he's gone through and then he picks up on this. And so it's extremely important to our Lord and Savior that we reconcile when there are differences between us. It's uh, so important. And uh, I ran across, I thought of a poem today, that, not a poem, but a story. And I went ahead and dug it up just so I'd remember it. It's uh, a story that... Uh, Ernest Hemingway uh, called this short story uh, The Capital of the World. And in this story, he tells about a father and his teenage son. And they got so at odds with each other that they got into a uh, heated discussion. The son's name was Paco. Paco wronged his father. And then in shame, he ran away from home. In the story... The father searches all over Spain looking for Paco, but he couldn't find him. And so finally, in the city of Madrid, in a last desperate attempt to find his son, the father placed an ad in the daily newspaper, and the ad read, Paco, meet me at the Hotel Montana 
noon Tuesday. All is forgiven. Signed, Papa. Well, the father in Hemingway's story prayed that the boy would see the ad and then maybe, just maybe, he would come to the Hotel Montana. Well, on Tuesday at noon when the father arrived at the hotel, he could not believe his eyes. Because you see, an entire squadron of police officers had been called out in an attempt to keep order among 800 young men. It turned out that each one of them was named Paco. And each one of them had come to meet his respective father and to find forgiveness in front of the hotel, Montana. 800 boys named Paco had read that ad in the newspaper and they had hoped it was for them. 800 Pacos had come to receive the forgiveness that they so desperately desired. As I thought about this story this morning, I began to see tremendous parallels between Uh, what we read here in between us and our Heavenly Father. It starts in the book of Genesis, this alienation from our Heavenly Father, this rift between us when Adam and Eve were just loved by the Heavenly Father. And he would do anything for them and said, just eat from any of the trees, just don't eat from this one. And so what did they do? They offended him. They offended him. And when they did so, when they went against what they knew was best for them and for him, after they had done it, they hid from him because they were ashamed. And so we see God at the very beginning crying out to us as he came down the garden that evening, Adam, Adam, where art thou? God reaching out to people who have separated themselves from him by their sin. And that story goes from cover to cover in the Bible of him reaching out to us while we are yet separated from him and trying to get the message out to them. All is forgiven. I've taken care of it. You don't worry about that. You just come home. He's gotten the, he he printed the message in a a best-selling book, didn't he? He tries to get the message out to each one of us, telling us that he wants to reconcile with us. He printed it in a book that sold more copies than any other in the world. And that's what it's all about, is the forgiveness that he wants to offer us. And he calls us to come and meet him, doesn't he? Come and meet him at the foot of the cross, because that is where all is forgiven. Yes, we sinned. Yes, we have fallen short of his glory. It hasn't done away with his love for us. And so he calls out to us. He reaches out to us. He has tried to get rid of every barrier that we feel might stay, but but might be between us and him. Just like Paco, we need to reunite and reconcile with our Heavenly Father. One of the biggest things that we have to do after we have reconciled with him 
is to seek peace and pursue it with the people around us. And Jesus makes that clear. If you have something against somebody else, go to them. Try to work it out. If you've offended someone, go to them. And then if someone has offended you, go to them. Have you noticed where the responsibility is to get things started? It's always on us. You know, that's one of those things that some people gripe about things in the Bible. And you can gripe about that if you want to. If somebody else has done something to you, why should you have to go to them? Well, I'll tell you why. Because you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for him. Because you love your heavenly father. And sometimes he's told us to do things that it sounds like just aren't right. But you know, when you do them, when you obey him, that is when his supernatural power begins to manifest itself in your life. It's not going to start until you start doing what he's told you to do. And this is one of those things he has told you to do. He's told you, if you're at odds with somebody, you make the first move to get it right. Now, you know, we're not talking about if someone has beaten you and is just a pathological uh, abuser or something like that. That's not what we're talking about. That's not what he was talking about. He's not talking about trying to make a, a, a peace with someone who is a danger to you physically. That's not what he's talking about. But let's face it, there's so much petty stuff that we need to get through. There's so much that we need to get straightened out. And life is too short to let those things uh, stand between us. And also too short to let them stand between us and God. But whenever, this is just it. People wonder why they never see miracles, why they never feel the presence of God. You know, they'll read the Bible and say, well, why come I don't feel any, feel any of that? You start doing what he says to do, and you'll start seeing God at work in your life. And so today, what I want to do is give you, and I've given you a sheet that has steps to healing in a relationship. It's the same steps, but that we that there are supposed to be there between us and Him. This is the way our relationship with God first gets started, and then we continue it by continually going through these steps as we need to. Now, uh, the thing is, these steps I have used in uh, counseling with people in relationships for 40 years. And these steps I have seen work where people just uh, don't seem to be able to get things right on little things. I've seen it work in lives where one has been unfaithful to the other and was truly repentant and wanted to get their uh, lives back on track and get their relationship back on track, not back the way things were. You should never in a relationship be trying to go get things back the way they were because there's a reason why you wound up where you are and it's because of the way things were. And so you don't want to go back to the way things were. What you want to do is reconcile and then move forward together. Uh, and you'll see you can't go back uh, if you follow these steps 
You're going to be moving forward. And so the first step is repentance. That's the first thing. You've got to recognize and realize that you have committed an offense. Now, we talked about saying you're sorry last week about, you know, yeah, I know I shouldn't have thrown the cat off the roof, but I thought he's going to land on his feet. And, you know, uh, anyway, uh, we talked about how what things are not really confessing, not really saying you're sorry. And though like, uh, well, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings, you big old baby. You know, that's not that's not apologizing. That's not confessing. And uh, that's not asking for forgiveness, is it? That's not acknowledging that you've done something wrong. It's whenever you realize that you have hurt someone who's precious to you. And you didn't even, maybe you didn't know you did it. Maybe it's just your habit to hurt people. I know some people, they, their response, whenever they get hurt, is to hurt back. And their response when they don't get their way is to hurt other people. And uh, the thing is, is that uh, some people just have that habit. And if that's you, this is a good place to start breaking that habit because the Lord doesn't want you intentionally hurting other people. That's not try pursuing peace. Uh, that's sin when you're intentionally inflicting pain on other people. That's bullying when you're doing it to try to get your way. And so that's not it. You don't hurt to get your way. We talked about this last week. Instead of trying to, I didn't mention this, but whenever you are uh, in a conflict, uh, whenever it becomes a fight and one of you wins, you both lose. In a relationship, when one of you wins in a fight, you both lose. Don't ever forget that. Because if that's the way that you're doing things, whenever you walk away, someone is going to be demeaned. Someone is less. And something has been taken away from that relationship at that point in time. And instead, the Lord wants us to be edifying each other, building each other up. And in conflict, whenever you start looking on uh, the... Uh, uh, the, what you're supposed to really be about is resolving the conflict uh, to looking for a mutually acceptable solution to the conflict instead of trying to win a fight. You wind up in the, with conflict becoming an opportunity to have glue between you instead of a wedge because as you approach it, uh, with respect for each other and acknowledging that the other person has the right to their opinions, to their preferences, just like you have for yours, then that's a different thing. So anyway, so whenever we, whenever someone has hurt someone at whatever level, the first thing is somebody has to admit it and get things started. Repentance. And uh, that entails confession. You don't just feel bad about it. I mean, there's some people that just, they'll use this mobile, oh man, you know, you if you don't voice it to the other person, uh, you just go around looking long face or something like that, they may just think you have gas. They have no idea what you're thinking. They have no idea what's on your mind. They can't read your mind. You have to talk. You have to say, hey, I'm so sorry I hurt you. I realize now that hurt you, and I apologize. 
That's the first step. You repent, realize it, and then you voice it to the other person. I've already kept you over, haven't I? So I'll go through this real quickly. Uh, the next is confession. Then you go, you, you give forgive the offended party forgives. We'll talk about that more later. And then forgiveness has to be received. And then after forgiveness is received, this is so important. From that point on, you bring forth fruit worthy of repentance. That means you live your life from that point on in a way that shows that person that you meant it when you confessed and you said, I'm sorry, I don't ever want to hurt you like that again. You live your life, and we'll elaborate on that on down the line somewhere. But those are the steps in reconciliation, in reconciliation with God and in reconciliation with those around you. And if you haven't tried these, some people just try to think, well, if I just ignore it, it'll go away, and after a while, everything will be all right. We talked about all the eggs in one basket and how they rot, and then you wind up throwing them at each, pulling them out, throwing them at each other, at the other person. They just fester. So uh, instead, go to that person. Now, you may have somebody on you, but as we as we're speaking, I hope you weren't sitting there thinking, "Well, I sure wish that old so and so heard this. I'm going to be sure and send them a link to this sermon whenever I get home." If that's what you're thinking, no, 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 don't do that. This. The Lord wanted you to hear so that you can have his power and his presence in your relationships with others. And if there's someone that you're at odds with, I, I, I encourage you, start praying now for an opportunity to say, hey, I'm sorry, or hey, we've had this rift between us. Let's see if we can work it out. And maybe there's someone here who realizes that they've never told God they're sorry for having offended him with their sin, from having offended him with their attitudes. And uh, you need today, you realize today, you haven't really gotten started with him. You haven't met him at the foot of the cross where he's left the message for you to me. And you may want to do that today. If you do, when we sing our final hymn, uh, I invite you to come up here. I'll be happy to pray with you about that. And our, our hymn of invitation this morning is going to be, He Leadeth Me.